Welcome to the On Two Podcast, coming to you from the Press Spot Studios. I'm Breezy with my co-host B. Yo, what's going on? Hey, let's get things started. On Two said, "Hut, hut." First things first. Let's welcome in a special guest, our very first guest to the On Two Podcast, Trap. What's good, everybody, man? How you doing tonight, man? Oh uh, man, I'm doing pretty well. You know, slow motion. Uh, happy to be here. Thanks for the invite, guys. Yes, sir. Most definitely. Since since you're our first guest, we're gonna let you lead it off tonight with Wilder versus Fury Two. Cool thing. Let's get it. What you think about the fight, man? Overall, man, I wanted Wilder to win, but I was kind of leaning towards Fury just because he was a more technique boxer. And last fight, making it around twelve, getting knocked down, get back up. So you wanted you wanted the hometown hero to go ahead and pull it out, but you kind of had a feeling just from watching boxing that he he might not win it this time. Might not, but then um, I thought Dante was real real serious through all the press conferences and yeah. Fury was like playing around. So then I was getting like, man, maybe Wilder coming with a mission. Wilder picked up that weight and everything <laughs> too, you know, trying to get a little meat meat man. on his bones, man. He usually ran two twelve, coming in almost two thirty. I thought it might have been why his leg was hurt, man. That might <laughs> might not have been the oh, thing. Oh, hey, we'll we'll, 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 get, we'll get to that. Why his legs was hurt? Forty pounds came from somewhere. Yeah, it came from somewhere. Hey, when the outfit it was him. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, Brandon, you know, they, they stopped the fight in the seventh round, man, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. I mean, it it was look, it was a bloodbath, man. It, it was, it wasn't close. Well, by, by the score, the way the scorecards was going up to that point, Fury was winning anyway. So, yeah. it would have came down to another decision. If, if they would have gave Fury, it to him. Yeah, Fury would have got it. I mean, you know, it's kind of hard to argue that. When he landed total eighty two out of two hundred and sixty seven punches. Come on, know, let's stop there. Two hundred and sixty seven punches by the seventh round. That's that's a lot of swinging. That's a lot of swinging. You know, you hey, it's hard to lose a fight when you swing it that much, especially when your <laughs> opponent only swung one hundred and forty one. <laughs> exactly. You know, shoot or shoot. I mean, so yeah. he shoot. He would definitely shoot, man. But he, but the only hope uh, Wilder even would have had is. Going into the later rounds, is that Fury was tired? Yeah, I, I mean he had threw two almost three hundred punches in in the seventh round. Yeah, that, he was gonna tire out eventually. Yeah, eventually, you know, but he got knocked down in the third too. You know, yeah. Wilder getting knocked down in the third played a bigger role in it. He if you knock somebody down early, you not letting up. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, you already got him, and he was concussed after that one in the third. So yeah. he he was done, and I mean that was it. Oh no, man! I have to disagree on that first knockdown because I don't think he was a cut. Because even when he got knocked down, he was looking at the referee like, because he he went confused. He was looking at the referee like, "Damn, you gonna let him hit me like that?" That was the more look. Cause when he got down, he looked up like, "You gonna really? let him hit me like that?" Yeah. And then he kind of got like right back up. He went, he went. I just think he was looking like, man, he kind of hit me. I think he felt like he got hit in the back, back of the head, head on that oh, one yeah. okay. more. So that I think and he looked at the referee. So he knew where he was at that point. Yeah. But it was a good. It was. I think it was a good little knockdown, but well, so are you mad at the corner for throwing in the towel? Yes and no, and my reasoning behind it because um going into the fight, Wilder always said all his fights, uh, he gonna he want to live on the ring and die in the ring, man. So he told his corner this many times, and he felt like um uh, the way he relates to everybody is like 
a soldier. If a soldier want, if a soldier go out there and fight, he want to die on the battlefield because that's what he do. So he said he felt like if he gonna die, he want to die doing something. But yeah, and then the other end. But I think he, I think the corner did do right because it was getting nasty out there, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, so if I was boxing and yeah, I was in my corner, would you have thrown in the towel and saved me? That's the thing about it. They saved him. Like, really, when yeah, you was, look, he was looking at the he fight. He was going to die in that ring if that fight would have continued. I think he probably would have ended up being seriously hurt. But I would have, I probably would let him finish up that round because the round was almost coming to the end. So I might would let him finish up that round, get him in the corner, see how it's going. I mean, he was already trapped in the corner, man. He he was catching them blows in the corner, man. So I don't, I don't know, man. I, I'm not really mad about it, but. It is what it what it is, you know. Oh yeah, I mean at this point, it I mean it it definitely is. I I can see him being mad, especially if they if they've had this discussion numerous times, mm-hmm. and you know he he's told him do not throw it in the towel. But then looking at it from that point of view, because that's family, you know, yeah, exactly. your, your trainers and your coaches, that's family. So they're really like, man, we got to get him out of there. Hey, you don't want no Rocky by Boy to happen. You get what yeah, I'm saying? You, you know, you really don't want that. You know. And man, look, when a man. If a man is crazy enough to lick your blood off your neck, that's a man you don't want problems with. <laughs> hey, that is the man you do not want to see in the back alley. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You, you made a good point. I see, and just by doing that, you can tell Fury was playing with him. Yeah, like I think he could have knocked him out in the end of the fight, but he want. I think he wanted to beat up on him a little bit more. Yeah, playing like you, you lick you like you got him on the rope and you ain't even hitting you playing licking him and yeah, stuff, man. Yeah. So. I think I think his corner policy seen that like man that dude ain't even he can give him way more than let's just get up out of here before he turn that thing oh, yeah. back up. Oh yeah, and and now you got to credit Fury. He he told him he was gonna taste blood. <laughs> man, he's a man of his word. Yeah. He he definitely that's, tasted blood. That's that's a little bit too much for <laughs> me, man. So what about uh, Wilder talking about how this a uh, forty pound outfit fatigued him before the fight? How are you how you buying that excuse right there? I'm not. <laughs> it, it, that's exactly what it is, the excuse. He should have just saved on, kept on. He, even if that was the truth, he should have just kept it to himself, me personally. I agree, man. I mean, because at, at this point, no matter what you say, it's an excuse. It's an excuse. I hated it because I like Wilder, and yeah. um, you know, I'm a supporter more so because he's from the area. But uh, I do like him as a boxer. But don't come with the excuses, bro. When you lose, all the greats lost. Yeah. All of them lost. Ali took a loss. Tyson took a loss. It oh, happens. I don't put forward say he ain't took one. <laughs> Hold on, hey. can 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 I be real for a minute What's and, up? and give my unpopular opinion? What's your opinion? And I know I'm gonna get drugged for this, and I really don't care. I don't consider Florida great. You don't consider him a great? I do not consider him a great. Oh. Now, we can save that conversation for a different episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I, I don't <laughs> consider Mayweather a great. That's just me. I've been watching boxing a long time. I don't consider mm. him a great. His style of boxing, I mean, he ain't, it, if you expect him to get in the ring and do what heavyweights do, then you, you, it you, ain't going to happen, yeah, man. Yeah, so, I, I, but I, I can see his style because he went so big. So, I mean, he was a more... Agile. Yeah. So, I get you know. that, man, but I feel like, and, and I can't get the the Pacquiao fight out of my head. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that that was ridiculous, man. 
Well, and see, that's 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 what my problem is because I feel like Pacquiao won that fight. I do. Yeah. But I mean, Vegas is not gonna let Floyd lose unless he gets knocked out. Period. Either way it go, he can get beat up the whole, the whole, every round. He can lose every round, but he's not gonna lose the fight. Not yeah. in Vegas. Yeah. No, that's that's a Vegas boy. <laughs> no. Yeah. You have to knock Floyd out. And in in the light the lighter weights, man. I mean, you're you're not gonna see the knockout, especially with the way Floyd fights. Yeah, right. he's, he's not, he's not gonna get it. Jumping around, you 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 ain't gonna get a clean hit on him. Well, it's not just him. That's how that's how them them featherweights, lightweights, all them do it down there, man. It's, yeah, they they ain't. I mean, they not that hit that big anyway. They don't got that that power no, punch yeah. behind them anyway. So you know, just best not get hit. Yeah. But, so what do you what do you think about this rematch talk? Wilder versus Fury three. Let's go. I'm down. Or would it be Fury versus Wilder three? <laughs> <laughs> we got a new champ. The champ gotta go the the, the champ will be built first. So you get what I'm saying? Fury Definitely. versus Wilder. The Gypsy King name will be first and he will be taking most of the pot to the house. Yep, yeah, yeah. So would y'all tune in for a third one? Oh, most definitely. So would y'all tune in because Y'all Dante Wilder fans because he's from T-Town down the street or because you're boxing fans you want to see the trilogy? I just like, I, I like boxing and actually I'm happy boxing is getting the pub that it's getting. I want to see boxing come back. Like, I know it'll never be back at the heyday, but man. But this is what it takes. It takes a true rivalry in oh, yeah. the heavyweight division for you to start tuning in to boxing because you're going to go see rivalry. Wilder versus Fury, but they still got the pre-fights before the main event. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And you don't know. You up there watching the featherweight. You might see somebody get knocked out. You'll be like, ooh, who is that dude that just knocked him out? You Start know? Following yeah, him. You, yeah. Yeah. And that that's... But it, it has to be a heavyweight leading the way. If the heavyweights aren't leading the way, the sport dies. Which is exactly when uh, Pacquiao was reigning and Yep. Mayweather and all of that, boxing never gained any traction because at the end of the day, it's not heavyweights. When the heavyweights are good, boxing is great to watch. Yep. You know, when you had Holyfield and Tyson and Bo and all those boys going, man, that was a great boxing. That was a great era for the sport. That was, in my opinion, the heyday. But then again, that's just the area that I lived in. You know, I'm sure guys that watch Ali fight, they'll say that that was the heyday. You know what I'm saying? So who are you taking in Fury versus Wilder three if it happens? Right now it's just knee jerk, man. How can you not take Fury at this point? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and and we're just too close to the fight. You know what I'm saying? I'm sticking. Hey. I'm sticking with with the home team. Wilder, Wilder's not gonna wear no forty pound costume I to the ring this time. Hey. You know what I'm saying? No forty pound costume. I'm thinking he tra- changed up his training style. Uh, Learn a little bit of defense. Yeah. Learn how to dodge a little punches and try to get a little bit more technique. Cause for me, all all he got is that right hand. I he count on the right hand. To me myself, I wouldn't mind seeing him pick up a little bit more weight, probably about fifteen more pounds, and I'll be happy where he at. I mean, yeah. to be that tall, like six six, yeah, and you weigh two fifteen, that's that that's ain't slim. real. Yeah, that's slim. Yeah. Like I, especially I, being the heavyweight, you you oh, should yeah. you he he should be able to carry it. 240 even, like, and look good with it. Yeah. yeah. At 6'6". I, I think he can pick up some more. I've, I've, I've seen him in person 
Um, and he's a pretty skinny guy. This was maybe I want to say two years ago, and he—I mean, yeah—he's tall. I wasn't about to challenge him or nothing, but you know, <laughs> he, he's a, he's a pretty pretty skinny guy. You know, because yeah, I'm like five eight, and I'm weighing like two oh six. Yeah. So I know he two fifteen. He a slim guy. He's a real slim, <laughs> guy. Real slim guy. Yeah, man. Uh, but you know, hopefully he he continues to train and to grow. Cause remember, he's still a young fighter. And when I say young, like experience wise, he didn't grow up through the ranks and in the gym since he was eight, and you know, winning all the the children competitions and stuff. But that shows in his fighting technique. And though, that's what I'm saying. Know? So so he has to keep growing as a fighter. And. Uh, you know, continue to develop as as a, as a good fighter. So, hopefully, you know he'll he'll keep on going. But as of right now, for me, I gotta take Fury. I mean, I I would love I would love to pick Wilder, but you know I I can only go off what I seen. It's just like Floyd. You know what I'm saying? The last fight I saw, I went impressed with. So the last fight I saw from Wilder, man, this I I remember this. blood gushing from his ear, and his neck getting lit. I think it will be a three, but I don't know if it's going to be as good as we want it to be because I think Wild, I heard Wilder is going for the claw, so he is going to go for the rematch. But if you furry, don't you want to see him fight somebody else? It's like Anthony Joshua or maybe yeah, Fury yeah. want to go for Anthony Joshua. So by That's- time, so what if one of them lose and... What if so? Now you like I don't even want to fight you because you can't even beat Anthony. Right, right, right. So and- I don't so. I think I think we got a lot to see because they probably won't fight again to another two years. Yeah. And within two years, both boxers will be boxing somebody else. So Anthony might want a shot at Fury now because now he's looking like I'm the I'm the number two now. I'm yeah, the number two yeah, guy. Yeah. I, it's my turn to get that shot. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that's that's what the next fight was gonna be. Uh, Wilder and, and and Anthony, you know, and that was gonna be a good one too. I, well, I was hoping that was gonna be a good <laughs> one, but I don't know. Maybe we'll get to see it. Maybe we won't. You know. Oh, do you do you think like this fight would derail his career? Like no, you don't you you don't think it, he'll start taking a turn a downturn from here? Not it depends on how he plays in in his mind. You get what I'm saying? That's that's like anything. You know what I'm saying? It's just like you lose the Super Bowl. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? It's just how you how you take it and how you get over it. If he just see it as a hurdle that he crossed, okay, I finally got a loss, so I ain't got to worry about saying trying to stay undefeated now. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just keep pushing forward and just fighting his fight, then I think he could if he wanted to, he can get the belt back. Like we like you said, he got a long he, he can keep fighting for years. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So he got plenty of time to get that belt back. Yeah. I, I definitely agree that he do got um a little time to get it back. I definitely agree with that. Um I'm with you when you're right. Good, good. So moving on, we got this NFL draft coming up Thursday. Thursday is going to be the tight ends, QBs, and wide receivers, right? Correct. Talking about QBs, what about Joe Joe Burrow with this nine-inch hand that he has? And everybody talking about, oh, that's not big enough. Yeah, baby hands. Yeah. <laughs> and he, it was, he fired back on Twitter, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> talking about, well, I might as well go ahead and retire now. <laughs> right? Um, um, I mean, I don't. And he also cleared up all that 
what everybody was talking about about him not wanting to go to Cincinnati. I didn't see that. What did he say about that? He said he never said that. Okay. That he doesn't have a problem with going with Cincinnati. So you, you think know. you think he really willing to rock with whatever team draft him? He gonna go with it, or you think he gonna like try to opt out and? I think I think he re- willing to rock with Cincinnati. He's from Ohio. I don't see why he wouldn't try to do that. That's true. I didn't think about that. He definitely Man, is. Be the hometown from, hero. Yep. I don't see why he wouldn't try to try to do it. You know. Because I mean, you had the Bengals and the Browns. Both yeah. of them are terrible. Both of them yeah. are terrible. So, you know, the Browns got all the hype right now due to the roster. Yeah, but <laughs> they, they still weren't able to produce anything. Yeah. Uh, so, so do y'all think who would you rather be taking, Joe Burrow or Tua? Not it in your franchise. Your fr- franchise. All right. Another unpopular opinion: Joe Burrow is overrated. And the reason I say that is Joe Brady. Without Joe Brady, he would have been pedestrian just like he was in 2018. But what do I say all the time? These quarterbacks in the NFL, is not about talent. It's about the system that you play in. Yeah. Right? A lot of guys that can throw the ball real well aren't in the NFL right now because they was in a bad system. I agree. You get what I'm saying? Uh Uh-huh. So it depends on the system he get because he can throw the ball good. You get what I'm saying? He can throw the ball pretty well. Yeah. You know, so he has the talent, but it's the system that he plays in. Yeah, I have to agree with both of y'all. Um, I'm with both of y'all. I do think he's a little bit overrated, and I do think if he get into a good system, he'll do well. But flourish. The good the thing is. When you come off the top like that, you normally go into the worst team, which yeah. means there won't be a lot of talent around you. You're going to get exposed. That's you right. won't have a lot of weapons as far as... Now, I do think both Tua and Joe both had weapons on the outside. Yeah. Now, you finna come to a team where you ain't finna have those weapons, so it's going to be a little bit different. The, yeah. only, the only thing about... I, I will take Tua. Tua's been proven more. He's done it more than one season with more than one offensive coordinator. You know what I'm saying? Yes and no, because pretty much the same system, you know, but still, you get what I'm saying? Still different play calling. Oh, yeah. You get what I'm saying? I, myself, would take two over Joe. I definitely would, too, just due to, I think he he's more developed. Like, I think even coming, he was, his footwork, just, I think the way he can read coverages and know yep. exactly where to go with the ball, I think he's a little bit more skilled in that area versus I think most of Joe plans was through through the system and it was we throwing it here because we know this guy gonna be open versus just reading the coverage and now you gotta pick and choose. I agree, I agree. And I mean for for comparison, so people won't think I'm just crazy with my unpopular opinion, but we're gonna take Joe Burrow's twenty eighteen stats. All right, he was two nineteen of three seventy nine. 57.8%, 2,894 yards, 16 touchdowns, 5 picks. He averaged 133.2 yards a game. 2019, here's the difference. Joe Brady comes to LSU. 2019, he was 402 for 527, 76.3%, 5,671 yards, 60 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, 202 yards a game. 
Exactly. That's that's coaching. That's all coaching. That is coaching. He he didn't coaching. change that much in the course of a song. No, no that's, system. Yes, that was a. Now, do you only thing I think might go for Joe on his favor is. Do you think Brady had an NFL system showing him the NFL way, and now he may be able to transition? Even though Sharp from Tuscaloosa still could have done the same thing. Yeah, I, if now if um, Brady, if Burrow would get drafted by the Panthers, I would say he could have that same success in the league because Joe Brady is not an offense coordinator there. Him going to the Bengals, I think he's going to regress. You're going to see him go back because, like you said, we don't know how much control he had of the offense. So when he stepped up to the line of scrimmage, was it like um, Kiffin would do Blake Sims? Right. When, when Kiffin would call it a play, he would tell Blake, hey, X is going to be open. Y is going to be open. Yep. So was it that kind of move with Joe Burrow? Or was it, here's the play, you go set the coverages? Because remember, once you get to the NFL – the quarterback state they're responsible for the uh for the the, the pass protection yep. for the routes if they're gonna change anything they they have to coordinate all of that on the field so did he have that kind of control to LSU? I mean I mean my opinion I would I thought he didn't I thought the play was designed for this who we throwing it to the route was designed to get this guy open. And that's where we're going. It's your yeah. first decision, your second decision, and your third. <laughs> yeah. Throwing him in the ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, me and you taking me and Trap taking Tua. I gotta take Tua, man. There, I mean, there, there's, there's. I can't t- take Burrow off these numbers alone. If he, if, if I had three years worth of numbers, and I could see him progress gradually, I may say, okay, he's just turning to a better quarterback. Even with the Tua injury, you still taking Tua? I would still take Tua. The injury does have have me a little, a little nervous, simply because he stayed injured. You know, he's not the one injury. He stayed injured throughout his career at Bama. I'm like this with the injury thing. That good outweighs the bad. That potential he has if he's not injured is so much higher than Joe's to me right now. Just because I've seen what he's done for not just one season, for multiple seasons. You get what I'm saying? Okay, but you have to look at it like a GM. If I draft Joe... And he plays like Andy Dalton. Let's say he, he he's another Andy Dalton. And or I draft Tua and he plays for a half a year and has a career ending injury. Which one am I hurt worse from? Because at the end of the day, though Joe didn't produce like the number one pick, I can still use Joe for for trade. I can use him as a quality backup. Tua, if he's hurt, I'm just out of money. I would say Getting hurt because if he get hurt through that contract, I can make his contract. And since I know he injury prone, by that, while we know him getting hurt three times or injured three times, I can put it in your contract. We need to finish this season healthy. If versus like if you want to get your incentives, you want to get your bonus. I need you to finish healthy. If not, if you get hurt, I got the right to cut you, and that money is not guaranteed. Yeah. Versus Joe, just because you just because you suck and sit on the bench, you still get paid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you getting your money. Yeah. I can't put in your contract if if, <laughs> if you don't do good. <laughs> nah, if you on a team, you get you not injured. He get paid. Yeah, versus tool, I can write it in your contract because you are injury prone. If you get hurt, yeah. that that money not guaranteed. As soon as you go on IR, right. it's a wrap, bro. It's a wrap. Yeah. You know, you 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 play, you get paid. You don't, 
ain't, ain't no payday. But you know, the, the saddest thing to see would be to me even sadder than Joe Burrow man a bus. The saddest thing would be to see Tua get hurt early in his career and not recover. Definitely. Because we know the talent that he has and we know how great he really could be. Yeah, and but see the thing about that is though the way the medical field has advanced now is you see guys come back from a lot of what used to be career ending injuries. Yeah. A lot of them. You get what I'm saying? He got. He had the same. He pretty much had the same injury. Bo Jackson had. Exactly. I, was, I was just about to bring it up. You get what I, I'm saying? I honestly think if Bo Jackson got hurt within this 2020 year versus when he did, rehab would have been totally different. And he, he a beast, man. He would have rehabbed. He would have came back stronger. Came back faster. Now I think the way Tua will play. I mean, I can't say that the hip not a bad injury, but by him not being a scramble quarterback, not really trying to run, I think, I think that's kind of in his favor because if he was like a, not a pocket pass and just a scrambler, do a threat, I think it hurt him a little bit more because he wouldn't be able to run. But yeah. we have seen he's really not a runner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Tua has got to learn, man. Get rid of the football. Yep. Yep. Stop the... trying to make the play. Well, see, he hangs on it. Too long because he his receivers at Bama can burn burn the DBs. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So you hold on to it for that extra second, and it's a touchdown. But holding on to it that extra second is what got him hurt. Yeah, that's that's that how he got hurt. Holding the, on in the in the league first and foremost, the receivers are not just blowing past DBs. Um, also, he's, he's not going to Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> also, that defensive line that's across the way from you, yeah, they're faster than you. Yeah. So you yeah. have to, you know, if it's not there, man, take the loss and move on. Speaking of defensive line, we got the uh, offensive line running backs Friday. We got the, the defensive line linebackers Saturday, and the DB Sunday. Which position group are you most interested to watch? The fat boy in me is watching the offensive oh, line. Okay, good. I mean, good, I, good. I, I always enjoy watching the big guys go, but I mean, just. The analyst in me is excited about Thursday, watching the QBs and the receivers go. For me, I'm more of a defensive back. So just as a fan, I'm here for Sunday. I want, I want, I, I like the speed. I want to see the forties. Yeah. Uh, but for me, as far as looking out for my team, Flock Nation, the D line, we need a pass rusher. So that's um. Saturday would be the day I'm keying in. Um, we need a pass rusher. We really didn't do a lot good on the pass rusher. Uh, I think we should take a uh, pass rusher first round. You, you think y'all might try to trade up some and get a better one than y'all current position that's, right now? That's the question I was going to ask. maybe y'all will trade for one. Because there's a great pass rusher who's going to go top five. What are y'all yeah, willing to look for? I, that, that's a lot to from where y'all let all the way to five, all the way up to probably two, that's that's y'all have to give up the house. A lot. Y'all have to give up Hollywood Brown pretty much. Yeah. I would rather not give up the house. <laughs> <laughs> but but defense wins championships, man. I believe. I believe if we had to give up Hollywood, I would due to the fact. There are so many receivers coming into this draft, yeah. and yeah. I think this is a quarterback pick draft and maybe more running backs than receivers. So I think even if we did, we still could get a good receiver on down 
later on versus we won't get this great pass rush. So I would say give up Hollywood due to the fact the way our scheme is, we was heavy tight end. Yeah, y'all yeah. was heavy tight end. So I would, he was he was hurt for a little while this year too. Yeah, so I mean I could see of us giving giving up Hollywood Brown. I honestly think he'll do better on a on another team where they can spread him out a little bit more. But yeah, I give him up and and go for that that pass for, rush. For Sashon, you'll give him up for Sashon. Hey, <laughs> real quick, <laughs> real quick. <laughs> I'm I'm really interested in, in, in Friday with mainly with the offensive line and running backs and Saturday with the defensive line and linebackers. But I'm I'm gonna have my phone out and I'm gonna be tuning <laughs> in to to all of them, you know. So moving on to the next subject. Scott Crocker leaves Bama, strength and conditioning coach, been there pretty much whole saving area. Pretty much the whole he really has. He, yeah, uh, he came in 2007 when Nick got there. He's been yeah. there for all six of Nick's national champions. Well, the, five of his national yeah, championships. Like the whole Saban era, pretty much. It's been saving a couple. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty much what it's been. Yeah. Nick. That's pretty much what it's been. And he was the strength and conditioning coach at Bama, right? The fifth highest paid, making 600000 a year. Strength and conditioning. That ain't, I don't think that's too bad. It's not a bad living. But I guess he wanted more. Because now he's at Georgia as the special teams assistant coach. It's not a bad upgrade. That's not a bad upgrade. Do you agree with the move now instead of like at the end of the season? I mean, you got to strike while the iron's hot. Oh. And, I mean, if Georgia came calling, and look. One thing, say what you want to about Kirby Smart. He knows how to do two things. He knows how to build a team. He can recruit his butt off. And he knows in order to be the best, you got to come for the best. Yeah. So, he has been picking Alabama apart for assistant coaches. Because who else knows the system better than a bunch of Alabama coaches? So, you know what I'm saying? They're running the exact same system. I feel you. But how many is – how many uh? – Saving assistance or beat saving? None. None. Yet. None. It's still Yet. on zero. But you got Kirby, who's really building something at Georgia. But they you can't got, get over the hump. Hold on, hold on. You got Pruitt, who's really building something at Tennessee. It's no, not, he's not. It's not proven yet. No, he's but not. But given time, he's building. Uh, you got uh, Must Champ. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Who else you got in, in the in the SEC? Uh, Jimbo Fisher. Yep. Jimbo Fisher. And he knew he knew to the SEC, yep. but he uh And your boy Lane Kiffin is back. Lane Kiffin. Ah. That's right. Kiffin's back in the league. So pretty much the whole SEC is saving so, assistance. So that that opportunity <laughs> will be come. I mean, it's gonna happen eventually. Who is who's who's gonna what, be first? What's, what's you know. got over over or under? How many years? From this point? From this point. Think it happened this year? Over under, I, I would set it at one. So you think it happened this year? I think it, it really could. So who's going to beat Bama this year? You think Georgia's going to beat Bama this year? But, oh no, I'm just playing odds. He, they're, they're, you have Georgia, Ole Miss, Tennessee. I don't, I don't think they're playing South Carolina, but that's three teams right yeah, there. So it, I'm just they playing Georgia odds. This year. Um, there's a not huge, this year there's for a, me. Oh, and A&M, there's a huge chance 
one of those four teams is gonna beat Bama. If no anybody, no I think if anybody not, had bro. to change, it would be Georgia. But since Georgia is coming to Tuscaloosa in week three, I'm gonna have to so get an edge to Tuscaloosa. So you don't think you don't think A and M can raise up one Saturday and beat Bama this year? Not this year. Not this year. This past year was not gonna say Ole Miss because they're. They're nowhere near ready for that kind of level of uh, level of play yet. But you don't think Tennessee could raise up? No, no. <laughs> no. Yes. No. Look, hold on, hold on. Last year they no. they rose up to keep it competitive. So I mean, it can happen, man. Like it could definitely happen this year, in my opinion. Hey. And I'm not just just saying that as a Tennessee fan. I just want Tennessee to beat them. I'm I'm saying that like realistically, there's four shots this year. But One of them you, you, you have to think about it like this, man. Saban has been at Bama since 2007. Mm-hmm. And none of them have beat him yet. But, how, but okay, you can't look at 2007. How, how many assistants were he putting out? The first, assistance to, the first assistant to have a legit shot at him was Derek Dooley. That's laughable. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you can't you can't go back that far. You have to look at recently. Now the market is just getting flooded with full former saving assistance that that has a shot year in year out at him. It's gonna happen. It's coming sooner than later. It's gonna so happen. You, you think so? You you putting the over under at, at one at one at one. Um, <laughs> I'm going two. You going two? And I think. The, the, who got the best chance to meet is Kirby Smart. Really? I think he has the best chance because he, he came close see, more but, than once. See, but know, if it's going to be Kirby Smart, it's going to be this year. No, it was going to be last year was the year to do it, but they didn't even play last year. But to me, I'm putting that three, and I'm going with Texas A&M and Jumbo Fitcher. I Honestly, I think we've seen the best we're going to see of Jumbo at A&M. You think so? I don't think he's oh, gonna get it done. At oh man! I don't see it because 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 he's he's already shown us what he has. He said two years and he ain't showed us nothing. You gotta give him time to get no. two, two years. First year A and M wasn't down though. Remember that A and M wasn't down. But they wasn't at the. They didn't have the athletes to beat Bama on that team. They had man. talent on that team, but they didn't he have did the not talent ta- to beat Bama. Bro. He did not take over a a, a Tennessee team. Or a Kentucky. He took over a team that had talent. But they didn't have the talent to beat Bama, man. You got to think about the talent that has to be, how how deep your team has to be in order to beat a Bama. It's only five teams in the country that can even stick with Bama on a regular any given Saturday. I I understand exactly what you're saying. And Texas A&M was not one of those teams, (laughs) man. Like maybe they came close a couple of times, but they just didn't have the depth to. They now they starting eleven, probably so. But once you start getting into 12, 13, 14, 15, rotating out them defensive them defensive linemen, they didn't have the depth to beat them, man. That's what I'm saying. You have Jimbo. I give Jimbo three years. I understand that, but I'm I'm just saying that wasn't a down. A&M team that he took over. Because say what you want to about Kevin Sumlin, he kept them competitive. Oh, yeah. They yeah. had squad. He constantly recruited. They were constantly dialed in top five recruiting classes. Yeah. So, like, they, they got talent on that team, and he's dialed out another eight and five years. So, I, I think we've pretty much seen Because, remember, Jumbo got the heck out of Dodge out of Florida State. Because he saw what was coming at Florida State. He had to get out of there. 
And so he jumped with the A and M. I don't know. I'm not saying Jumbo is not a good coach, but it, it it ain't looking good to me. I'm I'm setting the over under at three, bro. I definitely think it's gonna be two. I think it's gonna be Georgia either this year or next year getting it done. Not. And I think it'll be Georgia due to the fact of Scott. Scott just don't know the Bama way. He know Nick Saban way. Yeah. This guy has been with Nick Saban even for the championship at LSU. Yeah. So he knows what Nick Saban do. And now is he is he going into the Georgia system not only with knowing he's not just going to be a strength and conditioning coach. He's going to be a real legit coach. He's going to be bringing things in that nobody probably know about Nick Saban from younger years, not just Bama years, but he got insight of what this man been doing for a long time. Since Michigan time. State. Right. What he learned at Michigan State so, pretty much. I just I just think that's going to be a key. And by him moving over there, expect big recruitments just off his name. Okay, so yeah, if they if, if they recruit any, any better, I mean they gonna be signing the NFL. Like <laughs> they gonna be up there with the NFL. I'm saying like stealing. I'm saying like stealing Bama recruits type thing. When I say like we getting oh, big. Oh no no no! So we finna we finna merge this on to something else. Is this the uh, foresight to the end of the dynasty? You think? I don't know. I I, I want I want to say that like I I want I want to say that, but definitely want to say that. But I do think. Have Mark saying three, I think that'll be about three years before Nick Saban leave. Just yeah. Well, I say five at the most. I say after five, he'll probably be done. Five more. Yep, five more. Counting this year. I don't know. Right I can see him holding on quite that long. Man. I don't. I say three. You I, think I give him three. I'm gonna say three. I'm giving him three. I had I had said uh, that this year would be his last year. Clearly, I was wrong on that. But I just I I can't see him holding on for five more. To me, I, I think if he wins another national championship, he's gonna go there next year. That's that's what I think. So I and Bama is definitely. I feel like Bama gonna win one within the next three years. I could definitely see that happening. I could definitely see it happen. I mean, I could see it happening. I don't well, think in, it would happen, but I could definitely see it happening. Definitely I, being in the playoffs, seeing seeing it happen. Yeah, I mean, you know, barring. Half your team getting injured, you know, your two losing your two linebackers and 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 fall ball, you know, like. Speaking of that, I, I saw a lot of Alabama fans coming for Scott Cochran because of that. They were saying that they felt like he had failed them. Uh, you know, with the with the, the the bad year where everybody got injured, they said it was on him, and now so say so he didn't leave on his own. Now theory. They're saying he didn't leave on his own. Instead, Saban kind of pushed him out, ushered him to another job. What's your, what's your thoughts on that? If he did that, he he would have pushed him out at the end of the year. I don't think he would have waited till spring practice, right before summer, where you need your strength and conditioning coach the most to push out your strength and conditioning coach that's been with you. Twenty years, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't, I don't. I just don't see that. I don't think it was on Nick Saban due to the fact how Nick Saban made him leave. He didn't even let him address the team. He didn't even let Scott address the team on his way out. So I think Nick Saban was that mad that he was losing him. So I don't think Nick Saban was the one pushing him out. I think Kirby kind of backdoored it. Hey, come on over here. This is what we finna be doing this program. And I think Nick Saban didn't like it. That's why he didn't let him address it. I think if Nick Saban would have been the one to push him out. 
he would have probably addressed the team, let Scott say goodbye, but it was none of that. See, but it, but it's also stuff like that I, 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 that don't sit right with me. Like saving not allowing him to address the team. And this man has been here all these years. He's been loyal to you. And yes, okay, it's bad timing. But really, come on. I mean, it's, you know, y'all know, just working with people, it becomes like family when you yeah. work with them for a long time. So you know as much time as these coaches spend together, that's family. So because you're mad, you're not going to even let him just do it the right way, address the team and leave? But I don't think he left the right way. Look when he leaving. Right. But I, I'm saying I, if he would have left at the end, soon as Bama finished that game versus Michigan, hey, man, I'm out. I might have a job over here. I might not. But I'm not trying to leave y'all right before in the middle after I met all these new recruits. I got a real program going on here. So I'm going to go ahead and leave now. I definitely think. Scott Pollard didn't tell Nick Saban that he was even interested. Right. So I think I think that's why Nick Saban made him lead the way he did. I think it may be like I'm saying, if if y'all been together this long, it's a respect thing. You feel like you wanna go somewhere different? Cool. I mean he used to it. If coordinators are always leaving going for a better job and getting more opportunities. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If then y'all been this long, I would want you to grow. And see more things, you know what I'm saying? Because we are that kind of knit family. But you got to do it right, though, man. You can't. It, the thing about it is, is I don't. You just like, okay, if I wanted an assistant coach job, I would come to you. You get what I'm saying? If I came to you, say, hey, I I want to be more than just a strength and conditioning. I want to I want an assistant coach. You know, defensive line, linebacker, some something. You get what I'm saying? I. He's there at practice with him all the time. You get what I'm saying? He knows the way Saban teaches. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. All the positions he had open, he's not been considered for one. It's because you you didn't want to be considered for one. I don't I don't I don't see Saban promotes from within. You get what I'm saying? He bumps you up. So if you sitting there at the bottom, it's because you wanted to be there at the bottom. If you want an assistant coach spot that bad, he could have found you one. That's how I feel about it. So I feel like he went behind Saban's back and went to Kirby. Hey, Kirk, hey, man, you you got a spot for me over there? Yeah, come on over. Or he going to say no? Yeah. Yeah, I think everything was done up under the rug as far as him trying to find something without, you know, like Mark said, at at the end of our last game, we should have been in the office that next day or two days saying, "Hey, I'm finna go and check. I, 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 I want to see what the market look like. Yeah. I want to. I want to go test the water and see if I can become. If I hear anything, I let you know. But like you saying, we are finna get ready to start this program. Versus you leaving now. Versus when you were left in December, would have been like, okay, now I got time to find somebody. Yeah. Now we looking at it like, well, assistant Crimson getting the coach. I hope you can handle this. Scott has been the voice for the Crimson Tide." For 12 years. Yeah. Yep. That's right. He's that guy. Everybody know who he is. At, at a strength and conditioning coach, everybody know who this guy is. Yeah. You don't know too many strength and conditioning coaches around the country, but everybody know this man is the voice. He gave him crunk. Everybody know what, what his job is. I think they're going to be a big loss for Alabama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, hey, I'm, I'm not sad. That's it. <laughs> That's still, 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 still not going to help Tennessee at all. He didn't go to Tennessee. Jerry Pruitt did not 
Power him, okay? Kirby <laughs> Smart. Yeah. I understand that. I mean, but hey, maybe with him just being special teams coordinator, he, you know, he won't have that magic at EGA that he did at Bama. So, we'll see. That's still not going to help Tennessee in any It man. will, man. It's going to hurt the Alabama program. Y'all yeah. ain't going to be as strong. See, that's that's what's wrong with every team in the SEC. Y'all want to see us fail instead yes. of y'all getting better. Just y'all just get better, <laughs> just get better man. We're hey, getting better. We, 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 we we're setting the standard. Exactly. Either right. you gonna come get it or you just gonna stay down there by yourself. Yeah. We don't, ain't don't, we don't ain't gonna make it easy, bro. We yeah. hey, we ain't gonna yeah. drop it at the yeah. competition. Hey, all I'm gonna say is this, man. Roll tight. I've never been in the position that y'all are in as far as having this much success for this long. So um, not too many teams have. Yeah, I enjoy it. Like and oh. and I I wish I could send a PSA out to all Bama fans. Like stop with the BS. Stop nitpicking. Relax and enjoy the freaking ride you're on. Yeah. Because odds are, it's never gonna happen again. So enjoy it while you got it. Because once it's gone, it's gone. You know what I'm saying? So stop. Yeah. Nitpicking and doing all the BS. I wouldn't say man. never because they probably said the same thing after Paul Brad Bryant left that it would yep. never happen again. Then but <laughs> look at how long then, it's been though. Then you know what I'm saying? Like that's not this this kind of run. You're it's you're not gonna see this twice in a generation. Okay. This is a generational kind of run. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna put it like this, right? You can't really be mad at a whole lot of Alabama fans, especially ones hey. thirty and up that's so, been there. I know how you feel. Yeah, I was around we, when, we, when Auburn beat us six years in a row. Six years in a row. <laughs> I know the feeling. Dan Fred Shawnee, does that name sound familiar? Hey, yeah. Mark Price, do he sound familiar? <laughs> I was loving it. I had to do it every exactly, minute. Exactly, man. <laughs> so, hey, let us enjoy it. It's our heyday right now. Let us enjoy it. Yeah, some of us are a little bit overboard. Hey, but it is what it is, man. man all I'm going to say is enjoy the ride, man. Soak it all, man. Because once it's gone, it's gone. Now, your children may enjoy another run, or their kids may enjoy another run, but, like, it's this is a generational kind of run, man. And we'll see who's next. Speaking of generational type of run, this coronavirus is taking over so serious. We might not have Olympics this year. The Olympics this year is supposed to be in Tokyo, Japan. Right? Right? Just a skip, hop, and jump across the water from China. Uh-huh. I'm not sure how many cases they have over there. I know they have some. I mean, pretty much every country has some confirmed now. Yeah. You know, like this virus is is getting real serious. Where they actually talking about canceling the Olympics? It only happens is the event for athletes happens. Not just athletes, the world. Yeah. The entire world comes together for that month and a half to watch how your athletes compete against other countries' athletes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the last time they canceled it was in 1944, and that was for World War Two. So it never gets canceled, basically. It it it, it, it's, it takes a natural, a worldwide natural disaster for it to get canceled. Which is pretty much nobody wants to call it a pandemic, but if they talking about canceling the Olympics, then if they they telling us to to wash our hands and stuff on Facebook, then it might be a pandemic around here. You get what I'm saying? Like I don't know. I think that's just that's just wild, man. Like 
it hasn't been canceled. The last time, like I said, last time it was canceled was because we was in the middle of World War Two. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. World War Two ended what, 1945? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So that was at the height of World War Two. Yeah, and I think that year was in London. And you can only imagine what London looked like at that point. Yeah, it wasn't no London. <laughs> yeah, man, that that's crazy. I would hate it most. I, I, number one, I would hate it for Tokyo because you you can only imagine the millions of dollars that they've put into the infrastructure to get ready for this movement. Billions, man. And so if it gets canceled, it's just like man, that's money wasted. Look at all the stadiums. Like you, it's it's a thread on on Google. You can go Google. The uh, past stadiums that they've used in in, in, in the Olympics and they tear a lot of them down. Yeah, Sydney's got like two huge soccer stadiums. Yep. they used just for the Olympics and hand touched them since. Yep, they, so they, it's got overgrown weeds and graffiti everywhere. Like, so they build all this stuff for this moment. So for them to cancel it, it'll be a waste of money for Tokyo. Yep, it it, it is really sucks, and that's another thing too. Like. If your city gets to host the Olympics, you get all this, like, emergency funding from the government to build the regulation size uh, Olympic swimming pools in three different locations, you know. Yeah. All, that track and field and the monster stadium because it, it houses the opening and closing ceremonies, mm-hmm. which are the two besides the track and field events, most watched events. Especially that opening ceremony. Yeah. Now, you know, you might miss the closing every now and then. But if it's two things you're going to watch, is that open ceremony of the Olympics, no matter what time it is. Yep. You're going to watch it. That's everybody around the world. I'm talking about everybody around the world. Yeah. You're going to watch that, open ceremony, that opening ceremony. And then I don't know how it is. In other places around the world, but we watching that track and field. <laughs> Man, watching the track and definitely. field. We are watching that <laughs> track and field. I think most the only definitely. time that we might track and field might have some competition when swimming with Michael Phelps. That might have been the yep. closest. Yep. Other than yep. that, track and field, no matter what. Yep. Track and field, soccer for me, and I ain't, I'm not That's gonna small. lie. I like gymnastics. Yeah, I'm about to say, um, well, gymnastics hit a little peak. Maybe like when Dominique did it in uh, Simone Biles. Yeah. Right. Now, everybody, well, I guess for the U.S., we were watching gymnastics for Simone Biles. So that was that was a big one for us, too. Yeah, you know, that black girl magic real quick, you know. But, I mean, I I hope I hope this virus, you know, they saying it might uh, fade away some because we're coming up on those spring months and summer and it's going to start getting warmer. You're less likely to get sick, you know. So hopefully, I really do hope that they don't cancel Olympics because of this virus. Like, that will really suck, man. That'll be devastating. I mean, the virus is bad, you know. I'm not I'm not trying to downplay the virus. I'm not trying to say the Olympics is more important than the virus. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, yeah. the virus is just really affecting us that bad. And no alarms have really been sounded. But, hey, it is what it is, you know. I definitely hope they do not yeah. cancel That'd be sad, man. You gotta wait another four years for the Olympics to come back around. Well, speaking of the Olympics, you know, we're getting the World Games here next year. Yeah. So. That's huge for the city, man. And, uh, we need it. We, we actually, we need a reason to better the city. 
Cause you it, know the, the way things work now here in the south, they don't move until they have to. They have to be moved. Yeah, and here so, in here, yes, in Birmingham, Birmingham, Birmingham. Yeah, did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. World <laughs> that's why we'll be here next summer. That's actually wow. why. That's why <laughs> the uh, stadium. That's why they're finna renovate the arena. Yep. The JCC getting redone. Oh, okay. That's why they redid the highway. Yeah. That's why. Yep. They gonna start paving roads and everything around here. Start getting closer. Which is great. We yeah. definitely need it. I mean, I don't. I may go check out the World Games if, if I get a day or two. I ain't no. I'm going. Hey. <laughs> it probably won't be back in Birmingham while we're alive. So <laughs> I'm going to be in attendance. <laughs> and you know the, the Olympics probably won't be close to us either while we're alive. You know. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to the World Games. I'm taking vacation time, whatever. Just go check I'm, it out. I'm, I'm gonna be going. down there. You know it's why like, not? You know? As much as we win, they need to bring it back to the United States soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So B, you got to play this week? Yeah, man, most definitely, man. Uh, I I know they they just played yesterday, but coming up Sunday we have L.A. and New Orleans again. As of right now, the uh, the line stands at Los Angeles uh, minus eight. So, ladies and gentlemen, the B's play for this episode is the Lakers and those eight points. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. S- speaking speaking of the Lakers, you got them winning it all. No, I don't. I don't see. I don't see the the Lakers making it out of the West, man. I think the Clippers gonna make it out of the West, and I think the Bucks is gonna be NBA champions this year. Oh, okay. What about you? You trap? Who, who you just got in 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 the uh, championship game and taking it all? Hey, I'm a LeBron James fan. I'm sticking with LeBron James. He doing it for Kobe this year. Rest in peace to the Black Mama. Not a Lakers fan, but the Lakers is coming out of the West. And East, big shocker right here, I know. Boston Celtics. Oh, really? That's not bad. That's not a bad one. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I'm disagreeing, <laughs> but that Celtics is not a bad one. Man, I I would I would like to see it simply for we, the fact. I that think we're gonna get an old rivalry going on here, Boston versus the Lakers, man. Oh, you think so? I, would, I think it's about that time. I would like that, but I would like the fact that Kyrie just left, and now they go to the to the finals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, would, that would be crazy. <laughs> Me myself, I got the Raptors and the Clippers. Yes, the Raptors going back without Kawhi. From the looks of it, they really didn't need him from the jump. I guess they just needed him to get over that that hump. To to they they needed him to get that championship mentality. You know what I'm saying? And now I feel like they got they know what it takes to win that title. And I think they want to win it again just to show them that they didn't re- really need them. So give me the Raptors and the and the Clippers in the finals, but the Raptors winning it all. Well, I mean, they can want to win it all they want to. People in hell want ice water. <laughs> <laughs> that don't mean that they're gonna get it. That's 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 where I'm at right now. So speak. You know what? Let's real quick before we cut out. Who who you got in your final four? My final four, man. Look, I got Baylor, Gonzaga, Kansas. And now this last one, I know it's, it's good because of how they've been playing. It's gonna be a little controversial. But give me Auburn and what? Bruce Pearl, man. I think Bruce Bruce Pearl gonna gonna get them together and they gonna make another run. <laughs> what is wrong with you, bro? I, mean, I see it. I'm Tennessee fans, you. man. I tell you what, like 
Auburn, you, you know, okay, the we're not. We'll, we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get into that one another time. What about what about you, Trap? Who you got for your Final Four? Man, I'm really unsure when it comes to the college so, basketball. So college basketball. Yeah. Okay, okay. But uh, all right. My my Final Four. I I'll take a uh, Baylor, Kansas, San Diego State, San Diego San Diego State. And give me Duke to round out my top four. See, now I can say the same thing about Duke, man, because the Duke has been very pedestrian at times. Very pedestrian at times. They almost lost to North Carolina. No, how bad North Carolina is. Auburn almost lost to Tennessee at Auburn. Tennessee's a decent team. We're we're a bubble team. Tennessee is a bubble team. No, y'all are not. North Carolina is nowhere near the bubble, and they almost got beat. That's a that's a huge that is the basketball rivalry. Does what not are you matter. About? Duke is pedestrian. How you man. gonna how you gonna say that does not matter, bro? No, man, Duke Duke is not the same Duke. They, they don't they, have to be the they same. They literally Duke, just got blown bro. out. Who, who just beat them? Oh, um, you know what? Nah, we, <laughs> NC, we, State, we, NC State. NC State just blew them out, man. Man, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this in another episode, <laughs> man. We're gonna talk about this in another episode. We ain't got time. We ain't got time. But speaking of not having time, let me tell y'all about a little song, man. It's called Buzzsprouts. Buzzsprouts is hands down the easiest and best way to lunch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listen in all major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Within minutes of finishing your recording, Podcasting is not hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprouts is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprouts to get their message out to the world. Including us. Just like us. I was (laughs) going to say, you can be like us and use Buzzsprouts and get your podcasting going. Yeah, drop, hey, shoot us an email, drop us a link. We'll tune tune into what you're talking about, man. We appreciate y'all tuning in to us. Most definitely. Uh, we're almost at 150 downloads right now. Uh, we want to thank Trap for stopping by with us. Trap. Yeah, I want to thank y'all, man. Uh, I really know the spec, man, but this was exciting, <laughs> different. It was like pretty fun. Huh? Pretty fun. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to we're gonna have, to bring, have to bring you back. Hey, I can't wait for it. <laughs> most definitely, most definitely. But as always, we'd like to thank all y'all out there listening. We appreciate your support tuning in to us, listening to what we have to say every week. Uh, I'm Breezy. As always, your boy B. On two podcasts. Out.